listening to Enjoy an Album, the podcast where two comedians listen to the top 500 greatest albums of all time. This week it's a live special of... Lincoln Park with Meteora. Hello, welcome to a very special Enjoy an Album. This is the first time we have done a Enjoy an Album live at the Edinburgh Festival. Well, it wasn't part of the Edinburgh Festival, it was part of the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. Well, it wasn't even part of the Edinburgh Festival Fringe because it wasn't listed officially <laughs> or anything. It was just something that happened in a room at the same time as other things were happening in Edinburgh. It was a private yes. show for pod fans. Legally, we're only allowed to say that it occurred during August in Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't affiliated to anything else, uh, even if we took advantage of other things being there. Uh, How about this? How about this? It was recorded at Monkey Barrel Comedy Club. That's true. It was. Yes. Um, we were nervous about putting on a live show. I think it's fine to admit that. We were like, is anybody going to come to our live show? People came again and again. It was uh, some, friend, some friends old and some friends new. There were a couple Some of... friends bold and some friends blue. Um, and uh, it was really sweet. Um, see everyone chatting beforehand. Um, and it was so nice, you know, yeah. there's some in-jokes throughout the show that you may see, they get a little laugh of recognition, um, from, from the, the, the fans, and that's, that's really cool, very cool to be doing something like this and have people, uh, appreciate it and, and come and, and enjoy it as much as we do. And we so. just wanted to say we're fucking doing it again. We're doing it again, baby, live at the Edinburgh Festival Fringe time. <laughs> Uh, live in August in Edinburgh, not affiliated with the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. We are doing another live episode. This week it was one of Liam's favourite teenage records, Meteora by Linkin Park. This week it's going to be one of my favourite teenage records. It's going to be The Kaiser Chiefs, debut record, Employment. That's right, Ricky Wilson, Peanut and the rest of the lads. Well, they done a great album and we are going to enjoy it. <laughs> The 27th of August, it's a Saturday, it's at midday at Monkey Barrel Studio. If you want tickets, send us an email. If you know us, if we're best friends, if, I, if, I, if I'm, we're married or in a relationship with you, I do not care. I want you to email us so we have it all in one safe place so we don't oversell. Email us on enjoyanalbum at gmail.com telling us how many tickets you would like. They are free. They will be reserved. If you don't, can't make it, email us to let us know and I will let you know a reminder of the time and location and we will see you there and we are so excited to be doing a second Enjoy an Album live, 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 live. There's no ticket fee. There's no money in a bucket at the end of it. This is just a wee fun thing. It's barely a show. It's barely a show. Well, well we're recording a podcast live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Uh, yeah. And so you will get a taste of how fun it is with this episode. It was really cool to meet up and and, and enjoy Meteora live with the pod fans. Um, so we hope you enjoy the episode and we hope if you can, that you can come uh, and enjoy it again. Uh, all over again. All over again on the 27th of August. For the first time, whatever you want. 
Yeah. Uh, we will see you uh, at the live show or in uh, the podcast multiverse. start with the music off because the way I get like uh, what's that thing RNCPD or something <laughs> what what's that like when you're on Twitch and you play a song and then Twitch goes you can't play that song so oh like, right to, like, right, right, right. The, the takedown right okay I do the song okay <laughs> that's, the, that's the theme oh okay the one I okay right uh, yeah. well you're listening to the enjoy it. you do it you're, do the music we could probably put <laughs> do, no, do it you're listening to the Enjoy an Album podcast, where two comedians listen to the top 500 albums of all time. I do that every week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this week, better. it's Linkin Park Meteora. Um, yeah. And we've got, it's our first ever live show. Wow, we thank we, you so much for coming. We are here at the Edinburgh Fringe, um, and I can't believe we've managed to get anybody here uh, at midday on a Saturday to come and see us two dweebs. But we, we, they have more people for this than some of my real shows. So <laughs> <laughs> this is very nice. Yeah, this is so far the busiest room we've had, and it is for for this. But that's fucking cool, man. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming. Um, we are going off list for the first time ever. Off list. <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna do live versions of new. Gen- Jingles, uh, <laughs> and we're hoping you'll join in with the ones that you know and love. Um, so we're going off list. This was my suggestion. It was uh, one of the first albums I ever bought, um, first live band I ever went to see. Um, so it's going to be basically a normal episode, but with people in the room, hopefully laughing at the funny bits and booing at the references to come, <laughs> um, which are, 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 are many, let me tell you. Um, so uh, because this is off list... That means that there's no Rolling Stone official blurb, which is how we start Thank fuck. every episode. I hate those bastards, man. Um, those blurbsmith bastards. So I emailed Rolling Stone and I asked them to create one for us. Okay. Um, and they have done. And uh, so I'm going to read this out. <clears throat> this album changed everything for me, said Mississippi Delta pioneer Slimcock Bumblebee Balls. <laughs> Meteora, Link- Meteora, Linkin Park's second album, surfs the hip-hop-slash-metal crossover solidified in hybrid theory with added electronic distortion and bamboo flutes. <laughs> Emo anthems such as Numb and Breaking the Habit are standouts, whilst intr- instrumental session was cited as an influence on Radiohead's Kid A, <laughs> despite Kid A being released three years prior. So, wow. what do you it's think of that? classic role is going <laughs> I just hate them, man. It's like they don't listen to the record. They just make up for the Wikipedia. Yeah, they've just been listening to Radiohead every week forever. <laughs> which me too. Um, so, um, you, uh, what, what's your? What did you know about Linkin Park prior to this week? I've never really listened to them at all. At all, I'm a, I'm a big new metal guy, but I like the kind of like more scuzzier. Uh, you know, I'm talking about. It's so nice Papa to have an Roach. audience here. <laughs> 
who will laugh at Chris's ridiculous like vocabulary. <laughs> Because I honestly feel like gaslit a lot of the time where I'm like, is he talking shite or is he being a music journalist? And then he says, I listen to scuzzier new metal. And oh, everyone's like, yeah, that's a stupid thing to say. And, and you'll laugh. And it's like really normalised this podcast for me. Well, I listen to scuzzier stuff. Uh, kind of like Papa Roach and um, like Limp Biscuit and System of a Down. I wouldn't say they're a million miles away from this though. This is a bit more poppy. Right, you know? okay. It's, you know, it's a little bit slicker. Right. Then the stuff I like. You like authentic. I like authentic new metal. All right. <laughs> new metal is so lame now, isn't it? It seemed like it's looked back on as like a really lame, like part music, part of music history. It's the way that people talk about 80s music, people talk about new metal with a sneering, like, what the fuck were we doing? Kind of. It's a class thing, man. You know, it's just. Uh, <laughs> who, had, who had it being a class thing within the first four <laughs> minutes of the show? <laughs> Well, it's interesting you bring that up because, oh, yeah. as ever, we delve in to the start to the the background of the the uh, of the artist in a particular way. Well, well hang on, we, we shouldn't get there yet because I want to chat more about you know what, what you knew about Linkin Park and whether or not you ever listened to them. Yeah, all my big cousins, because like new metal was like it was like very mainstream. Do you know what I mean? So all my cousins who were like bams, but then they would like have like a a, a lump biscuit hoodie. Well, like, do you know the one where the wee aliens like smoking a joint on it? <laughs> yeah, they had that. Surely you like Limbiscuit because of the wrestling thing. What? Yeah. Right, okay, so it's just a... <laughs> so, you, so it's just exclusively Linkin Park out of all of those bands that you weren't into. Pretty much. I don't think <laughs> I don't think they ever had like a big wrestling moment. Maybe they did, but I don't. No, think I don't think so. Know. Okay, well, for me, as I said, this was the first band I ever saw live. How did you hear about them? Um, I had a friend called Pete. Oh. At, uh, <laughs> Not to brag, but I had a friend called Pete. And uh, yeah, he uh, he was like, a, we used to call them grungers in our school. Mm. Um, he would wear- Moshe. Yeah, yeah, but we called them grungers. And uh, he would have like, a, a, he wore a flame shirt. I wore a flame shirt. Uh, we both had like- I had the flame shirt. Keychains. Key we probably would have been friends. Did you have a yin yang on your flame shirt? No. I had a yin yang shaved at the back of my head. <laughs> My dad's a hairdresser, so I had like Rey Mysterio's mask shaved out the back of my head, and then I got a yin yang, and then I was in this spelling competition for the BBC, <laughs> for the BBC, and the uh, Eamon Holmes. I don't think we would have been friends. <laughs> and they were like, "Oh my god, this wee guy is going to be like fucking the big spell star of Glasgow, right? Like in terms of spelling." So they done this interview with me, and they knew I liked wrestling, and they knew I had a yin yang shaved out the back of my head. So they done this cr insane crash zoom in at the back of my head. <laughs> And then they like, the camera like went right round me, like to the front and it like went right in and they made me cut like a wrestling promo and the other spellers in the spelling competition. Like, I'm gonna spell words so much better than you, you. But like, I wasn't a stand up, so I had like no self-confidence. I was like, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna destroy you. Uh, you must be able to, we must be able to find footage of this. No, was well. Was it BBC? Well, that was the thing, they never used the footage because I fucking lost the spelling competition. <laughs> The, one of my pals for school, not my pal, I bullied him, right? But one of the guys from my school, he and I was a bully. I mean, how the fuck? Like, I'm, I'm yeah, the how low, what did he have on the shaved in the back of his head that you could bully him? <laughs> so that he came and I beat him. He was he came second, so he was there for moral support. But they made me put, do you know the wrestling move, the sharpshooter? 
They made me put. It's where you lift someone's legs back and no, it's the cross wall, it over. It's the walls. Of, yeah, you cross it over. The walls of Jericho's the Boston Crab elevated, but the sharpshooter's more like. <laughs> it was invented by Conan in Mexico, but popularized by Bret Hart. And uh, and you put them. In the, I put him the sharpshooter on the carpeted floor of the Glasgow Royal Concert Hall. Yeah, where it was being held. It was great, man. It's one of the best days of my life. But uh, I went up on the stage. I got to the spelling competition. I know this isn't the spelling competition podcast, right? But (laughs) I got to the spelling competition and, like, I was, like, 12. But they let, like, 16-year-olds in, you know? So they're, like, private school. So there's these mustached private school boys who just fucking obliterated me, man. That's when I became class conscious, you know? Because (laughs) I just realised the unfair playing field. So the first time I saw Linkin Park <laughs> was uh, was me and my friend Pete and Pete's dad, Doug, um, <laughs> took us to Wembley Arena. And uh, actually, it's un- you know in that way that people say that uh, Newman and Badil were the first uh, first comics to play in arena. Yeah. And then the fun trivia that you say is, well, Sean Locke opened for them. Yeah. So he was like a- actually the first comic to play in arena. So Linkin Park weren't actually the first band I saw live. The first band I saw live was the support band, uh, well-known Welsh paedophiles, Lost Profits. <laughs> um, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, indeed. I hate, I hate their guys. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't crazy about them at the time, but, uh, you know, I've reevaluated that since. Now I'm a fan. I had such an awkward moment uh, a couple of years ago. Like, I used to go drinking in Glasgow City Centre, and then I couldn't get home because I lived in the East End. I couldn't afford a taxi, so I would just, like, ask people, can I stay at yours? And there's this kind of guy went back to his place he wanted to get some girls back but like he, he, they didn't like him uh <laughs> which was fair enough because he was pretty awful uh and then we were back and then we were just kind of joking and i made the joke about the lost prophets guy who as we all know is a pedophile and uh, he was like don't say stuff like that and i was like what and he was like don't make jokes about lost prophets and i was like how come and he was like i used to they used to sleep in my house in aberdeen up in inverness <laughs> Sorry, I've really brought them in there. <laughs> so me, Pete and Doug went to see Lost, like, like Linkin Park at Wembley Arena. That was after this album. I was a fan because Pete had got me into them. We've spoken a bit before. The, the, me and Pete, uh, Pete's come up before because he got me into New Mel A. Do you know the band A? I'm sure I spoke to him. I know the band A. Yeah, that a song, nothing. Um, potential playlist choice. You remember that? Good. Um, and yes, Why did this, this song go like? It was that a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was that on repeat. And uh, we used to buy Kerrang! magazine. A good name for a band if you want to be first when it's alphabeticalized, you know? They do that at the Edinburgh Fringe, don't they? They, they go, ah, sketch show. And you're like, well, they've well you don't it. trust your own fucking idea enough. They've fucked it because this year they've changed the listing. So now numbers go first. <laughs> so now it's like all the shows with 1, 2, 12, 15. And then like 10 pages in, it's the, ah! for no reason you fucked it um but yeah so this was i was 14 um went to see lincoln park 2003 um this album came out and i hadn't really listened to hybrid theory but i'd listened to this and i'd listen as a 14 year old boy not even listening to the debut album you just go with this one well you know listen this uh i was i was too young for hybrid theory and i didn't didn't connect with me on an emotional level in the way that Hybrid and the way that Meteora did. This was like a big album for my musical. This is like the first album where I was like, I listen to my own shit. I'm different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. Everyone in my school doesn't listen to like rock or anything like that. I'm wearing a flame shirt. I'm I'm a I'm a weirdo, man. 
I'm a freak, just like they're talking about in, in these songs, you know, even in the video to one of the songs in this, there's like a video that's about a girl, uh, uh, she's a girl in school and she's mm -hmm. been bullied because she's like got like dark hair and she, <laughs> and she likes drawing. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my God, that drawing dark hair girl freak and she get pushed down the stairs. And I'm like, that's, that's me. I'm that person. <laughs> I'm so glad we're in 2022 where people can draw. And have yeah, and, and have, have dark, dark hair, hair now, which you know. um, the audio listeners won't know, but we have decorated our stage with pictures of the both of us. Um, there's a picture, frame picture of me on here. That's up here from Monkey Bear on a frame picture of Christopher MacArthur Boyd um, as well. Um, but but um, it's not me. It's John Cairns. <laughs> Monkey Bear don't like me enough to frame a picture of me. <laughs> okay, right. Um, let's do some of our um, classic mud raking on the background. Of uh, of Lincoln Park. Okay, secret part show, secret secret part show. You do it fast and it feels like not show got no money. You got dash bro secret part show. Now what I liked about that was I think someone in the audience did try and start a sort of a sing along, um, and, and was actually abandoned by the rest of you fuckers, um, and and then so they abandoned it themselves. I would have preferred had everyone joined in, but I guess... sometimes I feel like abandoning halfway through. I'm like... <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to hit that high note at the end of it. What do you think? What's your prediction here? Do you, have you done any research into this? Of who? Chester or Mike? Either. I don't really know either of them. <laughs> uh, right, so then why did it matter which one I, I was talking about? I didn't know what one was which. I had to Google as Chester. You didn't know which one Mike Shinoda was? <laughs> no. The guy with the Japanese surname. You didn't know which one? Oh, I guess. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know he was Japanese. Right, okay, yeah, so... I uh, really took a good look at the boys. <laughs> okay, right, okay. Well, they uh, they went to uh, a high school in the suburbs of California. Um, and Chester didn't go to that high school, but the rest of the band did, Mike Schneider and the rest of the band. Um, and uh, it's got some alumni, but not really interesting. Um, just a couple... Do you know what I think I know a fact? <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm glad we've got a live audience for this groundbreaking moment in Christopher's career in which he knows a fact. Because I remember being a wee guy when the internet just came out, right? And, <laughs> and my big sister going on LincolnPark.com, but she spelled it right. And it was like a high school or something. Like they're named after the high school, aren't they? Yeah, we're close. You are close, actually. Okay. No, 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 no. He said he, he said he, I think I remember the fact and then said something incorrect. So... <laughs> That's not how facts work, okay? Um, they were, uh, Mike Shinoda and the rest of the band were, were they started a band called Zero, spelled with an X. That's cool. That's at the end of the alphabet. Uh, <laughs> Before and, Z. Uh, <laughs> and they had a singer, but the singer left, and then they sort of put an ad out, and they found Chester from a different, uh, like, the, the, he came and joined, and he brought his own sort of new metal singing to the hip-hop mm -hmm. um, style that they had. Um, their original name was Hybrid Theory. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was another band called Hybrid. You ever heard of them? They did a song called Finished Symphony, which then um, Unfinished Symphony is like a joke about the name of that song. <laughs> they're like a yeah, they're like a Welsh electronic band. Oh for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool song. Um, and then today uh, there was a park near them called Lincoln Park, mm. as in the high, the high school they went to was oh, called Lincoln Park. No, it wasn't. Okay. Um, the high school they went to was called Aguora High School. So, so far, I don't think any of the same letters are even in that. <laughs> Um, there was there was Lincoln Park, spelled L-I-N-C-O-L-N, but then they, they called it a caller. They, they decided to change, you know, it was that time where... Everybody was changing letters back then. Adding Zs to shit and everything yeah. and just, uh, yes, that's where they came Lincoln Park. Chester went to a different school. Um, his mum was a nurse. His dad was a, a police officer um, who worked on child sex abuse cases. So, um, Should have went to Wembley. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> Nip that one in the bud. <laughs> um, Shinoda, I don't know. I couldn't find anything about Shinoda's parents. All we could find is that his grandfather and his auntie were in a Japanese internment camp oh, in World what? War II. Um, so I'm going to say no posho. No posho. <laughs> Do you know about that? They were called the no-no boys. I've always wanted that to be like my band. Wait, who's the no-no boys? The no-no boys is like, why am I talking about this? <laughs> but they were like the people who were interned in uh, internment camps by the American government, if you're Chinese. if th- There was two questions, and it was like, are you Chinese? Or like, are you American? Or like, and if you said no to both of them, you were right. a no-no boy. Okay. But it sounds cool, doesn't it? it sounds no. like a post-punk band. No-no boys. With the no-no boys. Well, there's the, the no-name boys are a, a Lisbon sports um, <laughs> hooligan, a football hooligan group called the no-name boys. Nice. Um, do you think that was the same way? Like when they're filling out their forms on how to become hooligans, they, they no click name. the... No, no. <laughs> okay. I'm not feeling this. In. Um, so yeah, so so I'm gonna say so no posho. Now this is gonna no be, posho. I think, one of our biggest ever weeks for one of our favorite features, um, tattoo woohoo or tattoo boohoo. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Ah, with two guys reviewing tattoos, we're gonna Google image searching in with choose if it's tattoo woohoo or tattoo boohoo. We're judging the ink, yeah, that's what we do. Do 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 foo sleeve or face that's big skull or wig that you pick the design. Is it bad or just bad? A dragon or a skull? Pretentious or down? You cannot hide, and we will decide. Make Shinoda has no tattoos. <laughs> Guys, thanks very much for coming. It's been a great week. Um, no, that's cool, man. How do you feel now having done that in front of a live audience? Because that has been that's that that has outgrown the podcast, I think. So does that, does that, is that a real moment? That was good for me, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Good, it, that felt good for me as well. I've yeah. got to share that. I've got, uh, sorry, I, 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 I was gigging in the hive last night, just up the road, right. and uh, I, I loaned a pen off the guy who was working behind the barn. It was one of the best pens I've ever used. Uh, so I got a picture of his phone, with the website of the pen. It's called the Boker Plus Heine uh, Bit Pen, 1695. So uh, I'm trying to get pictures of the tattoos, but it's all just pictures of this pen. <laughs> and that's not pictures of the pen, it's, it's pictures of a phone with the display name of the pen. That's the least efficient way to write anything down, especially when there is a pen near you. <laughs> well, who's laughing now? Because I've got a picture of it, so... Um, yeah, I've got some... <laughs> I love there's one there's cool websites that we use for this and they, it's just they just have lists of everybody's tattoos so uh, Chester's fucking covered. I do want to say a lot of the times we like to make fun of the person who is in the band and you've chose a band where the lead singer committed suicide. So nice one. <laughs> yeah, uh, when I was doing the research, I was like, oh, everything here is tainted with sadness, isn't it, for the live show? Yeah. Um, but, you know, oh well. You could have picked a fucking daft laugh, you know? Uh, but yeah, he had Linkin Park as a tramp stamp on the bottom of his back. My mum has a tramp it, stamp. Really? Yeah. What sure. does it say? Does it say Linkin Park? I think it says... <laughs> 
it's the same font, but it says simply red. It's that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's that. It's that, that. That font that was on everything. That oldie English font that then they sort of came back as like re, like it was cool again. Briefly. It was cool again. It was used for like, like ironically. Weeks. Yeah. The yeah. lower back of the vocalist contained a tattoo of the name of the band Linkin Park on it in goth letters <laughs> there's a story behind this one as jeff made him bet that he would get a tattoo of the band if they turned platinum which did happen and hence chester held his end of the bargain and got the tattoo on his lower back uh, it's about who for me yeah no the your own band tattooed on your lower back getting a tramp stamp as a dude I think is quite funny. So that's in his favor, but uh -huh. of your own band name, like my show's called Hot Sauce. If I got Hot Sauce tattooed above my ass, wouldn't be that inaccurate to be honest, but. Seems like you're making a comment about diarrhea, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we've got I his next one. Oh, you want to keep talking about the tramp? No, no, no. I just want to, uh, I've got something on this as well. Um, I've my mum my my doesn't have simply red tattoos, but she has. UB40. <laughs> That's my uncle, Mark's favourite band. Uh, no, my mum has Angel in Arabic. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> she's That's really, a boohoo from really... me. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Don't boohoo my mum. <laughs> I, um, I read an article in Inked Magazine, an interview with Chester about his tattoos and about his uh, philosophy behind his tattoos. He spoke about um, people, how he finds it weird. People get his tattoos. You know, he'll get a tattoo and then he'll turn up and meet fans who have like copied his tattoos. Yeah. And he's like, that's mine. They're mine. Don't copy my yeah. fucking thing. And he said he's got, there's a Chinese super fan um, who has all the exact same tattoos as Chester. And every time Chester would go and get a new one, he would then take the the image to like his tattoo guy and like a couple of days later he would have the same tattoo including Chester has a scroll on his upper chest with the words the letters CB and TB on it which is uh, him and his wife's initials. Oh. <laughs> That's a bit fucking weird, isn't it? Do you know I think Chinese super fan sounds like a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> <laughs> They would just turn it on and like blow a country off the planet. <laughs> um, what else? There's other, there's other ones. Oh yeah, this is the next one. The scrolls and all that stuff. So he's got the scrolls, and I like a scroll, you know. But uh, he's got the scrolls, and he's got two dragons on either side. My dad has two dragons as well. So yeah, it's been a very are my mum and dad Lincoln Park? Your mom <laughs> Is that why I've never listened? They were like, don't let them find out. It's <laughs> uh, a boohoo for me. Sorry, Chester. And but he's got the flames. So on his on his wrist, he has the iconic Chester Bennington flame arms. Uh, very similar to your silk shirt that you wore when you were a little boy. Yeah, yeah, I had the flame. It wasn't silk, um, but it was it was flame. A flame. <laughs> wasn't shirt. silk? What color? What, it was it was one hundred percent cotton. Really. I don't fucking know. I think mine's was viscose. <laughs> but yes, yeah, flame, flames going up his arm. Yeah. Um, on I used, both. Did I, you ever have the? I, I had this. I had the the shirt with the flames coming up, but I also had Converse with the flames coming up. Wow. And I wore them in my primary school disco <laughs> uh, with a black uh, blazer and a tie, and I had this emo fringe with like a blonde streak through it and I tried to break dance. 
You're wearing the wrong shoes to break dancing, surely. Yeah. And the wrong jacket. I mean, Converse. you can't be spinning about doing a spinner and you're wearing a blazer. How did that go down with the uh, Glasgow spelling crew? Well, it wasn't the spelling boys that had their issue with me, you know. It was uh, the cool boys, and they were like, you can't break dance. That's not even break dance. And then another kind of nerdy guy was like, leave him alone. It's a big night for <laughs> He's been practicing his break dance for months. Yeah, just don't don't ruin the night for the weekend. You know? I love that they were like uh, bullying you, not because like break dancing is in itself a fucking fundamentally lame thing to do, but because you were bad at it. Like if you had actually been good at break dancing, they'd have gone. Do you know what? That fucking flame head converse specky freak in the dance. <laughs> if it was a film, that would have been the final scene. You know, <laughs> where I prove my <laughs> prove my coolness by doing a, like a head spin. Um, so they had hybrid theory, uh, which was like, you know. Why did you not pick hybrid theory, by the way? Because everybody says that's the best one. And it has. I don't know if everyone does say that, but. Roscoe says it. <laughs> right, okay. He's and, everyone. And, and you listen to everything Roscoe says? No. No, okay. <laughs> but uh, he, I, I, I wasn't personally into that, you know. That, I mean, I liked it, but Meteor was the. You know. I tried so hard to get so far, but in the end, life doesn't even matter. It's a great song. It's a great song. So good. Yeah, it's a cool song. And they're crawling in my skin. These words they will not hear. That's sick. Yeah, yeah. The fuck's this? It's like numb. Sorry, we're not getting into the album yet. But also, it was well, yeah, it was a big, it was a big album because it was like you know a sort of new genre almost for a lot of fucking emo kids <laughs> to get into. Um, in between uh, that and this, they had uh, Reanimation, which was a, a remix album. Yeah. Fun fact for you, uh, it was the fourth best-selling remix album of all time. Wow. After Blood on the Dance Floor by Michael Jackson, another pedo. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> You Can Dance Make by... Make sure that's dead getting here. <laughs> you Can Dance by Madonna and Love by The Beatles. Do you remember that Love remix album? No, what was no. that like? It was, it was a remix of Beatles songs. It was fine. Was it like techno remixes? Dubstep. <laughs> Dubstep. Yeah, it was new metal oh. remixes of fucking of The Beatles. I was doing that. Did I talk about that in the podcast? I was doing that gig and the, the tech played dubstep remixes of The Beatles yeah. all the way through the break. Yeah, and it was like reggae versions of "Love Me Do," but with, with like dubstep drops. I really wanted to quit comedy that night. <laughs> I said, like, I can't do this anymore, man. Um, but the only reason I tell you that is because whilst I was uh, finding, whilst I find that, I uh, whilst I was researching that, I found that um, Shinoda's uh, side project, Fort Minor, won a pretty big award at the uh, the MTV Music Video Awards, oh. um, and this was a short-lived award. It only lasted one year over one year, and it was 2006 ringtone of the year. Oh. <laughs> I can't. I don't know why they didn't continue that. There's such that's such a gap in the market. Ringtone of the year. Do you, do you know what it beat? Right. The, the song, Crazy frog. It, it beat my humps. What? And gold digger. But was it polyphonic? No, oh, I don't know if they played it, it like, polyphonic on the night. Yeah, but, but, but it would have been like. Deep, 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 deep. And I can't. I I, don't, I listened to the Fort Minor song last night, mm-hmm. and I cannot remember it. And I've yet, one ringtone of the year. So a real it's travesty. All these lists and shit. They're all fixies, oh, man. fucking. Let's not. Let's not get into that. Uh, so politics. What about Jay Z, Linkin Park? Did you ever listen to that? that, that was I listened to that this week. You must have heard it before, though. That was huge. 
Don't know if I have. Really? Yeah. Linkin Park just blew me by. But the Jay Z crossover was the, that was a huge. Yeah. What the hell are you waiting for? That was massive. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> There's Chris's uh, famous Jay Z impression <laughs> right there. Um, You're too kind. So Sorry, they mashed up Jay-Z songs and Linkin Park songs. And they did them uh, like, together really well, I thought. It's not just like your standard. It's not like your Chris Thorburn hilarious mashup. Um, Thorburn's way better, man. No. They, re they specifically re-recorded it to make it uh, a new thing. They re-recorded all, all of uh, five songs over the course of four see days. Them, see the mashup of... Is it H to the is A? So mm. it's called... What's it called? Izzo. Izzo forward slash in the end. It doesn't even do the... In the end... It's just yeah. like the verse. You're like, are you fucking kidding on? But it's got the music under it, though. A shit. Well, you're about to change your mind, right? Because that song, Izzo, by Jay-Z, um, samples I Want You Back by ja the Jackson 5, which was written by none other than Berry Gordy. Ugh. The popcorn cum-eating supreme that we've spoken about many times on the podcast. I knew it'd rear his ugly cum-eating head on this live show, and here he is via... H to the Izzo. Um, so there you are. And yeah, smell would come on someone's breath. Very good, eh? So last thing before we get into the, 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 the album specifically, I just want to touch very briefly on, on Chester's... It's a, it's a serious podcast sometimes, you know? We, know. we like to... Some of the gear shifts that we have when we're recording the podcast over Zoom feel a bit unhinged. But to have a live audience yeah. um, suddenly go quiet when we get serious. I, I mean, the Chinese internment camps here later on was probably a... <laughs> Japanese, but fine. Okay, um, sure. It was the Chinese super fan. It was the Japanese internment camp. Yeah, Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, he, he, he hanged himself. I remember that day and being genuinely like, you know, you hear about celebrities dying, but there's one or two that really fuck with you because it's like... There was someone who was part of like your childhood growing up or whatever, you know? And yeah. I was a big fan of Linkin Park when I was younger, so that was a big one. Do you have any celebrities that you remember them dying that you're like, wow? Yeah. Cool. Chris Benoit. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. One of my favourite wrestlers, Eddie Guerrero, his heart exploded because he'd done steroids for many years. And then mm. I cried. I said, Mum, Eddie's dead. And then Chris Benoit died and I was crying. I went, oh, Mum, Chris Benoit's dead. And then a couple of hours later, it turned out he'd fucking murdered his wife and child. And hung himself, and then I was put the tears back in my eyes. You know? <laughs> uh, st <laughs> scooping them up into a funnel, trying to get them in. <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. So, like, Chester uh, was good friends with Chris Cornell, right? Were you ever into Audio Slave Soundgarden? Yeah, man. That's the scuzzier end of new yeah. metal for me. That's the shit. See so that one? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> so Chris Cornell, he killed himself a few oh, months before. Oh, he did as well. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. Okay. I forgot. Um, so he hanged himself. Him and Chester were really good friends. So then uh, two months later, on what was supposed to be Chris Cornell's 53rd birthday was the day that Chester hanged himself. So it's pretty, uh, he never left a note or anything, but it's pretty obvious that the two things were related. Do you think uh, it was a fix? What do you mean? Do you think it was like they were murdered by the state? And they they disguised it like this. Uh, throughout all of this, I found nothing with the slightest political edge <laughs> that would warrant them being silenced in any way whatsoever. The, the, I they mean, were you making could... too good music as a show. They were bring... rocking too. <laughs> yeah, they were bringing down the state with new metal. Barack Obama said, "Kill these cunts." <laughs> 
I'm surprised they, if you look at the fucking autopsy, it's probably drone strikes to the head, man. You know, if you ask me. I don't know when did, but... So let's get into the album. Um, Meteora, it was uh, slightly more experimental than hybrid theory. What, what, were your first, what were your first thoughts listening to this? So it starts off and it's like... It's got like a 14 second... Um, they could have just put that in the first song, I think. Because it is a cool uh, it's a cool intro. It's called... Yeah, it opens with forward, which is like 14 seconds of a hammer hitting a nail. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this could have probably quite easily been part of a song. Or just not there. Mm. I liked it. I liked it. It's like... And then just when it's about to pick up, it goes like, like electronic shit. So I was into that. Yeah. Um, and then the songs were good, I guess. Great. So thank you for coming. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I just, uh, other than Numb, I didn't really find it on it that I was like properly into, you know. Some it was, what was that one where we were listening? It's like kind of Bollywood intro. It, it, it's faint and it's, it goes, I didn't call that Bollywood. If you look up that sample, I guarantee you that's a fucking Darjeeling hit. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, Where's it from then? Where's it from? Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's from anything. But it's from a fucking Bollywood cut. You're just making that up. You, you just say things, don't you? You just say things. Going, that's a Bollywood song. Does that, you know, you guys have heard "Faint" by Linkin Park. Is anybody? Right, show of hands, who think that has anything to do with Bollywood? Thank you. He's getting on. <laughs> I'm shocked that there's do no other. Would you think it's a fucking uh, faith? I'm so. I'm shocked and upset that you only enjoyed two songs in this album. I really thought there would be more that would connect. No, I, I dug it, but it just nothing really stuck to me. Um, there's, there's, because uh, there's a lot What's of. What's your favourite songs? Well, there's, there's a, there's a bunch. There's a lot of I think catchy hooks. There's somewhere I belong. I wanna heal. I, I wanna feel. feel like that love was never real. real. There you yeah, go. You that, sing was, along. that was good. Yeah, actually, there you go. Way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's easier to run. Yeah. Um, they also they veer off into like electronic instrumentals with fit uh, with uh, what's it called session near the end. You ever mm. heard that song before? Session. They played it at the end of series five, episode seven of The Sopranos. Um, yes. Tony really? So Tony Soprano is sitting smoking a big cigar in the Bad Bing, watching some girls dance nakedly and session by Linkin Park. So when you go onto the, the YouTube uh, of it, it's just loads of people saying The Sopranos brought me here, which is it, a YouTube comment of the week was hard this week because every single song by Linkin Park just has a thousand people under it saying R.I.P. Chester, Chester Bennington and I love Chester Bennington. Bennington and well you know we lost a good song none of it's that funny okay um but I did I did find I did find one that I want to share for for, for YouTube well let's hear that we have a jingle is it, a, is it oh YouTube comment of the week <laughs> um this is on uh the YouTube video for session um and it's by someone called Tomatillo Rod and he says so long since I've heard this. I can't believe this hasn't wandered my mind. The memories of a time when life seemed so much easier. When we could paint and not worry about getting a felony. <laughs> Sneaking out at night to play Counter-Strike. What? <laughs> Counter-Strike's a video game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you play in your house. Yeah. <laughs> 
playing live Counter Strike. Also, is it a failure to sport uh, to, to paint? Well, according to that Linkin Park video, art is oh. being frowned upon. So maybe it is. Um, CD players were the only electronic devices we could relay on. Mm. Uh, CD bookcases were were out. <laughs> What's a CD bookcase? It's a CD case. Just the, like the little oh. inside, the little sleeve where they had the lyrics when you got a CD. With a zip? No, a zip. <laughs> Do you know when you got those? My dad was always getting that. I don't know why I didn't like the cases, but he's always getting like a book with a zip and then you open it up and it's all these little bits for the discs. Uh, no, no, That's no. That's a CD bookcase. No, no, no. They mean like you That's get. literally a CD okay. bookcase. Okay, I'm not backing up his use of language. All right. I'm just trying to explain what I think he means. I think Tomatello Road's talking about the zippy book. You know when you get a CD and on one side you have the CD and the other side you would have like a little insert that you could pull out and it's like a folded leaflet of the, the lyrics. A CD bookcase. Yeah, okay. Um, CD bookcases were our Bibles in those days. <laughs> Liberty Spike hairdos and Jean Co pants. Damn. How times have changed. True that, Tomatillo. Yeah. Yeah, times really have changed. I can't remember the last time I snuck out to play Counter-Strike. <laughs> Long time ago. I'm kind of be sneaking out here to play Dark Souls 2, man. I'm fucking... <laughs> buzzing on the sins of the first scholar. I love that session song. I think it sounds like a Nine Inch Nails sort of industrial electronic thing. Like Aphex Twin. Mike Schnoder was a massive fan of Aphex Twin. When did, when did he say this, by the way, this Tomatillo Road guy? Five, five years ago. Because if you... I hope he's still with us. Because <laughs> we don't know how old he is. He could be a, a 90 year old dude, you know. Could so. be 90. <laughs> it's nostalgic about being 70. <laughs> oh, life was so much easier when I was 70. <laughs> oh, you, I, I remember when I was 70 years old and I could paint without getting arrested. The wee boy who used to wash my ass in the old man's home, you know, he, he was wearing Jinko jeans. Um, but I'm just saying I hope he's still with us because now that's kind of came back into fashion. You see young goths and they're wearing the baggy jeans. You know what, though? There's, I actually feel like baggy jeans have kind of been appropriated a bit as well. You see it like you see like we, we went to transmit and there were oh. loads of like young women wearing like the baggy jeans with the, the, like the Britney Spears used to wear baggy cargo jeans, right? Cargo trousers. Yes. So you're seeing that again, the low rise cargo trousers. Yes. And they're not goths. No. But the only goth that transmit was you. <laughs> be having your, a, a, an arse land in your face. That um, was so fucked up, man. It was the best moment of my life, man. It was like, I'm glad there's people here. I know we spoke about this on the podcast previously, but I, you guys can can actually physically see the impression of Chris whilst there was a woman, woman's ass in front of him on someone's shoulders. And Chris, like Smithers, just like putting his hands going, no, no, get the ass away from me, no. <laughs> uh, what about, uh, uh, so Somewhere I Belong, yep, uh, we've got um, Easy to Run. Yeah. What about Breaking the Habit? It's a great song. Sing it. I'm breaking the habit tonight. Some of them were just like, they didn't, uh, they, they were just too fucking like, not too poppy, but it just didn't, didn't rock hard enough for me. You know, I'm a rocker. I like rock oh, yeah. music. Did, did you hear that audio that noise from the audience? There's someone, <laughs> wow. Things are about to get heated. Um, listen, I, I think I, I will I will accept, if this was the first time I'd heard this album, mm -hmm. I would probably think it is shite, okay? 
No, this is a heavy. I didn't no- think it was shit. This is a heavy nostalgia trip for me. Uh-huh. I was 14 years old. I'd never fucking kissed a lassie. Whoa. I wore a flame shirt. Mm-hmm. I had. Uh, was your hair leak? Um, it, I'm, I'm gonna guess. Speaky. Incorrect. Oh. It was actually not dissimilar to how it is now, except not tied up. I had oh, long, yeah, long hair when I was nice. younger. Um, much greasier, much greasier. Mm. Greasy long hair, bad acne, a flame shirt, no girls to kiss, and a, and a Linkin Park CD with a CD bookcase inside <laughs> that I would read cover to cover like my Gideon's Bible. Are you Tomatello Rod? I'm Tomatello <laughs> Rod, and here's your five pounds. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like it was for me, it was, it was listening to this. I, I didn't think I would enjoy listening to it as much as I did this week, mm-hmm. but man, I've had it on and I've been fucking rocking out in my living room. I think because I've been 14 like... years again, 14 oh. years old again, no responsibilities. I've got a flame shirt. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not kissing women or girls. It feels good. No, man. That's great. It's a great song. What a closing song, by the way. Why did they put the best song last? I think more albums Who should do that. Who the fuck does that? That's, That's great. <laughs> we, we, we put our best best jokes at the end of our sets, right? The strongest bit. This is like a comedy set. It's not like a comedy set. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only thing I could do on the other song, I could, or not other album, I could think that did that, was that Mad Kinks album where they put Waterloo Sunset right at the end after a fucking... Wish I could be like David Watts. Yeah. Shit during the start of it. I think know. ending on your, your biggest song, I think, is fucking cool. Stupid. But they had four singles from this, and obviously none was the biggest one, but, you know, there's Somewhere Belong and, uh, and Faint and, well, you know. I've, I tell you what, I had a very harrowing experience last night. I was doing stand-up, my third show of the day. It was 11, it was like midnight, right? There was like 400 people in Brawlstars. And the, do you know, uh, the, down at Assembly Gardens, you got the big purple cow thing right i was doing stand-up in there and then i was doing a 10-minute spot i've got a joke about breakfast cereal right and i was just about to go right into my breakfast cereal bit and i was like so my girlfriend she likes uh, porridge you know and then and then the guy in the front row like right in front of me is like probably like what eight foot away from me he projectile vomits (laughs) all over the stage and like his head whips back and it starts like shaking about, right? He's having a seizure. And everybody was like, what the fuck? And I'm standing there talking about cereal. <laughs> Continuing <laughs> the bit, right? You're, you're a, a professional, you carried on. Bit, yeah, right? yeah, okay. And I don't think it was bad enough that you should be thrown up during it, all right? But no, he was having a seizure and he was like shaking about and like he slid into the sack and he was making like, you know, like snow angels. With his feet and the sack and people were supporting his How head. much sick are we talking about? Is it like a sort of Team America style? <laughs> Have you seen The Exorcist? <laughs> yeah. It was very much like that and he was covered in it and he was, because his head whipped back, he was, I think he was thrown up backwards on the people behind him and they were upset about that. People beside him were like, try, and then, you know. And how did the serial bit go? I didn't finish it. I just, I just stood there like that. 400 people. None of them were looking at me, I realised in hindsight, but it felt like they were looking at me and I didn't know what to say. So I just said, uh, we need a medic. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from. And then um, and then I went out to the, like, the balcony. So wait, was this in a big cow or was it in World War Two? <laughs> <laughs> mustard gas, mustard gas, dolce de cormest. Uh, so I went out into the fucking... A balcony with a green room and I said I'm, I'm gonna leave thanks <laughs> that's what I said to the crowd and then I just left and then I threw up 
and it was one of the. Most, you threw up as well. Yeah, because I was telling Lady Dean about it, and I was like, "Oh yeah," and then he makes he, you sick. He well, makes you feel I, physically sick. I hate, <laughs> I hate him so. <laughs> no, I love Lady. But he was like, he didn't see the sex. So he was like, oh, "I threw up," and I was like, "Yeah," and his feet were going in it, and then thinking about the sick made me sick. I threw up over the balcony. And then I was one of the most one of the worst experiences, and this was like ten hours ago. I I become so numb, well, I can't feel your sick. Oh, it's on my feet whilst I do my gig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was it. I said to Larry, I was like, I need to go home, man. And he was like, oh, What are you going to do? Are you okay? I was like, I'm not okay, but I've got this Lincoln Park podcast tomorrow. <laughs> I and just, did it make you feel better or worse when you listen well, to Well, I put numb on, and I was like, you know, I have become so numb, you know. I can't, you know. It was great. It was perfect. So I enjoyed the album. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's like four or five standout songs on this for me that kind of perfectly mixed uh, the hip-hop and screamer thing. There is a bit of filler. I will mm. give it that, yep. okay? Yep. Um, I'm When I'm listening to it, I'm looking forward to your numb and your uh, your breaking the habit and mm-hmm. except and your faint etc etc waiting for the other ones faint for that it Bollywood sample it man, is a know, short album like... though it's thir- it's thirty three minutes love it thirty three minutes <laughs> great um, I think it's fairly consistent all the way through I don't think there's any proper stinkers I'm not crazy about how um, in um, in nobody's listening they've got bamboo flutes I think that's a bit shit um, you don't like bamboo flutes. Not on a new metal album. Oh. I think it, I think it does stick out as weird. Thank you, loving um, yourself. But I've really enjoyed listening to it. I've enjoyed an album this week. I, you know, I've, 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 it's been fun to go back to. Um, we're gonna do playlist picks. Um, Can I just say, I wish you picked Hybrid Theory. Well, <laughs> I, I didn't. So yeah, we'll do that next week. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so uh, so every week we choose two songs from the album that we've just listened to and two further songs uh, inspired by our conversation about the album to add to the ever-growing Enjoy an Album, Enjoy a Playlist playlist. You can access it via tinyurl.com forward slash enjoy a playlist and subscribe there. It's like 18 hours of absolute bangers and a few poor choices on Chris's behalf. Um, but uh, So what, what, what uh, I mean, I'm guessing you're going to put Numb on, right? It's like, the only song you've showed any enthusiasm for. I like for. Faint. You like Faint as well? You like the Bollywood vibes? Could of I faint? put on the Collision Course EP? No. Why? Because it's a different album. But it's numb. No, but it's not this. It's Plus not on the sound. It's, it's every week. It's thank every you, week. Thank you. This fucking. Oh, can, can I not follow the rules that were followed for 70 consistent weeks this week? <laughs> no. It was something off here. So it's obviously numb, right? <laughs> or Faint? Yeah. yeah. No, what are you going to put on? I'm going to put on Breaking the Habit. Right. I'm going to put on uh, Faint. Okay. <laughs> I'm not happy. I'm so, I'm so glad I've chosen an album that you has made you deeply unhappy no, to have I, to I, talk I, about for an hour. No, I've got PTSD. But this is helping this record, you know. This is and this do, type of music is good for. What's your second? I'm glad we've got about um about about five ten minutes left. So um, do you want to take up those ten minutes telling us your second choice and why you've chosen them? <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to think what other bands we've talked about that we could put them in. I don't okay, put, well, I've got one. I can go. I don't want to put Lost Profits on it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> You're not. Other podcasts aren't brave enough to put Lost Profits on their playlist. I don't even know if they're on Spotify. I'm sure they got taken off. Good. Yeah, probably still on iTunes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, so I, I, I can go first. Um, 
The uh, Mike Schneider was uh, influenced by this album heavily by Aphex Twin, so I'm going to put on an Aphex Twin song. Um, <laughs> Nanu. <Ooh>. What? <laughs> Who was he? How was he? He said he was. I've already mentioned he was it. talking shit. Not at all. And especially if you listen to Nanu by Aphex Twin, you will hear the ele- electronic influence. Does it get bamboo flutes in it? No, it's got. It's like a music box, um, and it's like a remix music box. And the winding of uh, of the music box, it sounds like a lighter going. This is like when fucking Skrillex was like, "Oh, I listen to Aphex Twin," and you're like, "No, you fucking don't, man." You're yeah. goof. I don't think you've listened to much Aphex Twin to have not heard the the Linkin Park influence. <laughs> 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 Listen to um, Sam. I'm putting on Nano by Aphex Twin, which is a great electronic um, uh, 90s, um, 90s song. Um, do you have a, do yeah. you have a playlist? I'm going to put on Chris Benoit's entrance music. <laughs> it's called Whatever. Are you actually? Yeah. For fuck's sake. By <laughs> Whatever by a, band, a Canadian band called Our Lady Peace. And it's a fucking screaming, man. It's like... So whatever you want, ever you got, ever you want, I'll take back again. And they start, they start playing it because uh, Chris Benoit did what he did. Yeah, it would be inappropriate to add that to a sort of playlist, <laughs> wouldn't it? <laughs> Fuck's sake, okay. Um, okay, is that on Spotify, definitely? You don't know, do you? I'm not on Spotify. Right, okay. Um, listen, we're, we're near at the end, but I've got a special treat. Um, Make sure no is coming right through <laughs> that door. No, Chester Bennington is oh. coming straight through there. No, right. Um, so I'll pick off mic for a sec and I'm going to get this and then I will explain. Just for the audio listener, Liam's disappeared behind a door that says staff only. <laughs> Despite not being staff. What's that? Um, is that Chris Ben I am back on mic. And I've brought Chris a special gift to celebrate our first ever, uh, uh, our first ever uh, Enjoy an Album live podcast. We all know Chris's uh, number one uh, thing in life is Funko Pops. So we have here, it's a Lincoln. Po- <laughs> we have. There you go. Someone can take a picture uh, of Christopher gratefully receiving his Linkin Park <laughs> reanimation. Uh, there you go. <laughs> pride of place, pride of. I mean, I don't know if you'll have room uh, with all the other Funko Pops in your house um, for can another they, one. Can but, they wade um, through my piles of Funko Pops? Man. Was so, you're so lucky because my girlfriend was nearly at this thing. Yeah. And this is a real issue in the house. I don't like Funko Pops. <laughs> she has four. Um, now you have one. And what I love about what this What am is, I supposed to do with this? This is I know, this is what one of the reasons I'm most excited about giving you this is because I know you're staying in Edinburgh for a couple nights, whereas usually you're commuting for the fringe, and I know you won't have enough room in your bag for that, so you are gonna have to carry that on the train. Uh, <laughs> I was really enjoying this week until then. <laughs> but thank um, you very much. And I think that brings us... <laughs> I don't like Linkin Park. <laughs> or Funko Pops. <laughs> Why would you give me a Linkin Park Funko Pops? How much was this? It was, it was, it was enough. It was, uh, it was an amount. It's rude to ask, actually. Um, <laughs> listen, um, we've, I've really, really enjoyed this. And we're really grateful for you coming. We might, we might do another one. We'll, we'll have a chat. We'll, see, we'll have a chat with, the, with people after and see if they want to come back. Thank you for listening to Enjoy an Album. Uh, and then, like, we'll talk to the people who are here and not record it. 
Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. But that, that seemed like quite an abrupt ending, though. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I think what's better is to, if we say, thank you very much. We hope to do this again. You guys have been brilliant. We've been enjoying the album and uh, enjoy the rest of your, your festival and lives. Uh, we've been enjoying the album live. Thank you. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake. It's like you've never been involved in anything live ever. This is your job. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, if we're, we'll, put, we'll put out an email, uh, but we, we, we've got this room available uh, for other Saturdays and, and I think we'd like to do another one. If, if, if people are interested, we'll speak to you individually and we'll, we'll make I think we'll put one. a poll up with different choices for the next day when people can choose, I think. We'll, we'll do hybrid good. theory. We'll do uh, hybrid theory. <laughs> but yeah, genuinely, thanks so much. It's been really fun and we're really grateful for your continued... Uh, we, it's free. We don't want money or anything, but if you come see our shows, it's the only thing I think we could, as a thank you. I'm um, not even asking for that. <laughs> Come see my show, because I, I do need to sell tickets. I'm just saying, thank you so much. Me and Liam started this during the tail end of lockdown. We should have fucking started it early in lockdown, but like as it was opened back up. Basically, we just kind of, a couple of years ago at the Fringe, we wanted we, we hung out every day and had coffee and talked about music, and we thought, oh, we should do a podcast about it. And uh, I didn't think anybody would listen to it, so thank you very much for coming and uh, listening to it. And then coming. <laughs> I'm glad you got the clap. This is what it's like every week. Uh, thanks a lot, guys, and we'll see you later. Enjoy the rest of your week. Yeah.